Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the host, the Honey Badger, here to give it to you straight about the RV business and the world. Transparency is my middle name. And the last two episodes that I've done so far have all been with inspiration in mind to inspire you. And I want to continue that theme during this episode since we're getting so close to Christmas. But I'm, I'm going to do it with a little twist. Okay, so you're going to want to stick through this. Otherwise, you're going to miss the context. So if you don't have 45 minutes to listen to this, you're going to want to wait until you have 45 minutes. Because you're probably going to pause in between while I talk. I'm trying to keep this to 30 minutes, but we know how I like to just go off in a tangent, especially since I do this completely unscripted all the time. Here's the thing. We are running into three situations in our country. In Canada, if you're a Canadian, you're running into four situations. And three of them are very similar to the United States, and one of them is very different. So let me start with what's different for Canadians. You're going through a dollar crisis. The United States is going through inflation. You're going through a dollar crisis. I was talking to a guy uh, that has, he snowbirds in Palm Springs. I sold him his landmark fifth wheel probably six years ago, seven years ago. Him and I stay in touch. He's from um, Calgary in Alberta. And he was telling me that he was looking forward to maybe shopping for uh, an upgrade. Uh, He was looking at Riverstone, Fifth Wheels. uh, He was looking at some mobile suites. And he ran into one of our guys in uh, Cathedral City, uh, one of the guys that I work with. And I, I don't know how the conversation turned to me. Not sure. Haven't gotten that far yet. But... One of the things that we talked about was when they compared what the dollar is, the Canadian to the U.S. dollar exchange, he said it almost after they kind of went through the numbers and figured it all out, he says, I don't even know why I'm snowbirding this year. It would have been cheaper for me to stay in Canada. Imagine that. Somebody who's in a really, really cold province a very beautiful but very cold, wintry, ice-cold province in Canada who snowbirds every year for between four and five months is telling me that it almost been cheaper for him to stay in Canada. Okay. Here in the United States and Canada, we both have inflation. We don't have the dollar problem as bad. We also both have a government that really doesn't care. They can tell you all they want, that they care about this and they care about that, whether they're a conservative, whether they're a liberal, whether they're Republican, whether they're Democrat, doesn't matter. We both, our countries, have governments that could care less. They don't give a rat's ass 
about us anymore. And that's a fact. And you can think otherwise if you're a Trudeau fan or a Biden fan, but if you sat down and you truly looked at yourself in the mirror, you would know that both parties and every politician running for either prime minister or president of the United States wouldn't even know your name. Wouldn't even care that you have had nothing to eat today. They have no idea what it's like to starve. To not be able to go to the hospital because you can't afford it. To go without medication because you can't afford it. And the third thing we all have in common is we've allowed these politicians and our media, both countries, to segregate us. And my biggest fear isn't those three things. My biggest fear is that no matter what your dreams are, and we all know dreams always change as we get older, as our lives change, as we enter, as people enter and exit our lives, everything kind of changes as it goes along. But my biggest fear is everyone is going to put their life on hold to wait to see who the president of the United States is or the prime minister of Canada is going to be. It's my biggest fear. The biggest cause of what will become a global recession is everybody sitting on their hands on a couch watching the equivalent of Fox News, CNN, BC, CNN, ABC, Sky, that everyone's going to put that trip that they want to take, that fishing trip, that chess match, that softball tournament, the purchasing of an RV to go enjoy retirement, a boat, a second home. We worked too damn hard on a daily basis as a people, I don't care if you shovel horse manure or you work as a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It doesn't matter if you're on Main Street or Wall Street. It doesn't matter if you're self-employed or you've been working minimum wage at two jobs for your whole life. Our biggest fear is we are going to, as a people, put our life in hold in 2024 for people that don't even know who the hell we are and could give a rat's ass what we're going through.
every politician running for office, I don't care if it's Donald J. Trump, Joe Joseph, Alzheimer Biden, Alexandria Costa Cortez, Justin Trudeau, or whatever knucklehead conservative party candidate in Canada is, they don't know what it's like to not know where their next meal is. They have been spoon-fed their entire lives. And if they did come from the bottom, if they did know what it was like to starve, if they did know what it's like to be a normal Joe, by now they've forgotten what it's like. So the inspiration I'm putting into you is, excuse my language, but fuck the fear. Get it out of you. We are screwed one way or the other for the next six years. Are you going to put your life on hold for six years? Are you going to put your life on hold till 2030? No. This is a cycle that we have seen over and over again. It never changes. It's what happens when you deal with pieces of paper with pictures on it so we all don't kill each other for something to eat. Now, I can't take credit for that because that's a Jeremy Irons saying. We have to learn to use money so we can live life. Shit, man, if you found a Jeep you want to rebuild, if you want to create a rocket that will launch a skateboard in the air, if you want to start a YouTube channel like I did or, or start a photography hobby, don't put your life on hold for these bastards. They don't deserve your attention. They don't deserve your money. And they don't deserve your vote. None of them do. We're going to give them their vote anyway because we have to. Because that's part of democracy. That's part of being a republic. Every time you donate to a political party, you're taking money and putting it in somebody else's pocket. Big business. Elections is huge business. They're so rich, let them fund their own campaigns. They got all those rich friends, let them donate the entire pot of the election campaign. Keep the money in your pocket. Screw Joe Biden, screw Donald J. Trump, screw Ron DeSantis, screw all of them. They don't deserve our money. They don't deserve our attention. Period. We deserve to be able to live our life and not be bombarded by bullshit every day like we are by the corporate media the right-wing podcasters, and the left-wing podcasters. I am so sick and tired of every single day 
<coughs> I scroll through TikTok, and all there is is one, five or six guys bitching and griping about the same crap every single day, making you think it's arma fucking get. Every day, the world is ending. The Daily Wire, every time I go through a scroll, everybody on the Daily Wire, oh, you know, this is, this is a day that's going to live in infamy. Oh, this is a day where the world's going to collapse. Oh, my God, the world collapse just started today. Every fucking day I hear this bullshit from the Daily Wire. They're everywhere on my feet. I can't get rid of them. No matter how much I say I'm not interested, it just keeps circulating and popping up. This Fresh and Fit podcast, Adam 22 podcast, all of it's just all horseshit. Every piece of it. It's garbage. It belongs in a landfill, but we are so desperate for answers as a human race that we forget we can get the answers by looking in the mirror, by reading a book, by learning from the mistakes of those that came before us. We can as a human race, get rid of all the negativity in the corporate media and the podcast media by just saying, fuck you, I'm not going to watch and I'm not going to listen. I will guarantee you, <clears throat> guarantee you, that if every human being across the world shut off their television and shut off every news agency off their social media feed shut off every right wing or left wing nut job podcaster and simply got their news from a guy like Joe Rogan they would fucking panic they wouldn't know what to do Sean Hannity would crap his pants. Anderson Cooper would probably be puking in a toilet if he had zero viewers. They would have to find a way to earn your viewership back. You want shit to change? Turn off the TV. Block out everything that has to do with corporate media, right-wing podcasts, left-wing podcasts, and just listen to those that want to bring positivity and information into your life. Joe Rogan is one of those guys. I trust Joe Rogan to feed me information and not make me worry about it. He might say things like, you might want to be aware of or keep an eye on. <clears throat> but not once have I ever heard Joe Rogan scream, 
It's Armageddon. It's economic Armageddon. It's like right down the middle. All these other idiots. They're no better than the horse manure I step in a boot. That's how low to the ground of human filth that the corporate media is. It is beneath us. We are better than them. We can make better decisions than shows like The View. They all talk about the same nonsense. I got a great story for you about Fox News and CNN, okay? So I had two friends that were older, elderly. And I was sitting one day, both of them have two things in common. They love to sell RVs and they also like to drink vodka. So one day I'm watching, he, he watched Don Lemon and some other lady and Anderson Cooper, I forget, man. The only one I can ever remember is Anderson Cooper. And the whole freaking three days I spent with him, he would not shut off CNN. He wouldn't watch racing, wouldn't watch a baseball game at the time, wouldn't watch anything else. No, God damn it, we need to watch this, and then we gotta watch this after, and we gotta watch three hours of his freaking life was dedicated to a bottle of absolute vodka and CNN. So let's look at that. That's five days a week. So that's 15 hours a week. That's 60 hours a month times 12. That's 720 hours a year times 10 years. 7,200 hours he don't, don't dedicated to CNN. I had another friend of mine, a wonderful friend of mine, watched Fox News. He was religious. Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Bill O'Reilly. Three hours a day, five days a week. But they both loved absolute vodka. They both love screaming and yelling about deep state and, and Republicans are coming after your democracy. And they'd scream at the television for 7,200 hours in a decade long. And guess what I learned to do? I walked away and never talked to the two of them again because I started down that road. I started to watch the damn corporate media and I got heavy. I became an alcoholic. 
I started making very bad decisions. I started making financial decisions based on whoever was politically in office from a council member all the way up to a state senator to the House of Representatives. I made decisions based on voting outcomes. And all that money I made until 2018, I had nothing to show for it. Nothing at all. Because all I did was watch the corporate media three hours a day, six to seven days a week. My blood pressure was high. I had constant migraines. My marriage was an absolute shambles. And one day, I didn't even realize it. One day, I had gone through all this therapy that I was doing to try to get over the alcoholism and, and, and trying to not go down the path of stupid anymore. And one day, I'm sitting and I realized I hadn't turned on the TV in three months outside of watching a few movies on Netflix. I didn't watch a football game. I hadn't watched a baseball game. My life was so busy that all of a sudden all the debt I had racked up was slowly getting paid off. It didn't matter if Biden was in office. It didn't matter if Trump was in office. My bills anymore are almost nothing. Because I found out that all this garbage <clears throat> that's thrown our way means nothing. I buy secondhand clothes at the thrift store. Proud of it. I go to the clearance rack and see if for anything nice that I wear to a party or a family gathering, I get at a clearance section. The the I wore a button-up shirt and slacks at the Christmas party, corporate Christmas party we had, the company Christmas party. Found it on clearance. $20 for the set. Yeah, I'll say that again. $20. Nobody ever knew I only spent 20 bucks on my outfit. Because I don't need to go to Gucci. I don't need to go to Men's Warehouse. I don't need to do any of that crap. Would I like to? Yeah. When I've got the YouTube and the podcast thing going where I'm making five and six grand a month in ad revenue on top of my job, yeah, I'm going to celebrate and go buy myself some nice suits. I might actually for once buy a new pair of shoes rather than secondhand shoes at the Goodwill. It may happen. It probably will happen. But this concept we have in our head that we have to depend on the media 
for information is all a scheme. It's a scam. Turn off the freaking TV. The final thing I'm going to say about this has to do with Jerome Powell. Okay. Jerome Powell gets up on stage and for eight minutes, <coughs> literally, guys, eight minutes, he spoke about where we are in the economy. In the first 15 seconds of that report, he said, inflation is better, but as of today, there is no clear path, clear or guaranteed path forward. He said that all the individuals at the Fed that came up with their own individual assessment said verbatim, we do not want to assume we have to raise interest rates in 2024, but we are not willing to take it off the table. <clears throat> YouTube it. YouTube the entire 45-minute thing. In eight minutes, the guy literally told everybody, we don't know what we're going to do in 2024 yet. That got twisted into, well, you know, they're going to drop rates three times in 2024. When the fuck did he say that? I listened to that interview nine times. And not one time did Jerome Powell say, I guarantee you the plan is we're going to drop rates three times. No, he never said that. But the corporate media twisted it. One side twisted it into if they're going to raise rates next year. The other one, oh, and it's the Great Depression Part 2. And the other side of the media goes, guess what? It's a soft landing. We're not going to have a recession. They're lowering rates next year. It's like, wait a minute, hold the fucking horses, man. Did anybody listen to this guy talk? Now we got a knucklehead podcaster, and I actually like the guy. I forgot his freaking name, but he's, he's, he's always got this, he's always sponsored by Blocked Chain. He's drank the fucking Kool-Aid now. No, everything's Armageddon with him. I'm like, Jesus, criminy, what are we going to do? Because people are going to eat this shit up. And I'm like, man, if only people would just turn off all the news stations afterward, take the man for his word. His word is, says, I'm not going to do anything. We're not raising rates. We're not lowering rates. And we don't know what the future holds. We're going to take it meeting by meeting. If you read between the lines and listen to the man talk, he states, simplistically, we don't know what's going to happen in 2024. Right now, we know we're not going to raise rates, but we haven't taken it off the table. And lastly, 
we're going to take it meeting by meeting. If the meeting, if we're stagnant in 2024 in January, it's going to stay status quo. If inflation goes up in the fourth quarter, according to the fourth quarter data, they're probably going to raise rates. Don't wait for these bastards to tell you that the green light happened. They're lying to you. The right-wing media, the left-wing media, they're all lying to you. Don't get sucked into it. Don't buy in like it's the Bible or the Quran. Don't buy in as if it's Buddha saying it himself. None of these guys, none of them care about you. They care about their money. So I'm going to end it with this. Go live your life in 2024. Because whoever the next president of the United States is won't know your name, won't know your struggles, won't know your pains, won't know your successes. They won't high-five you when you do something right, and they won't be there when something tragic happens. They don't give a shit about any of us. They only care about their power and their money. The least we could do is don't give them our lives. Okay, we'll see you next time.